Top 5, a podcast where two new friends talk about the office through a variety of lenses instead of through the episodes. My name's Nathan. I'm Addie. And today for our special season one recap, we have special guest, Brienne. Hello. Hello. I'm Brienne. From a Goofy Movie Minute. That's another podcast I'm on. That's where we met. Yeah. So long ago. We're co-workers at a Goofy Movie Minute. <laughs> Almost 35 episodes ago. Thirty-five to go. I'll go. No, like a million. The possibilities are endless. So that podcast could go on for the rest of humanity. Hmm. That's that's (laughs) an exaggeration. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. Our lives. So we thought it'd be fun to do a recap of the entire season one since it's over, and even though that's not so important for this season because the season is so short. In We're going to thank ourselves in the future. Yeah. This is like a pat on the back. For kicking us, back, yes. TGIF, because we did it. We did season one. Yay. Bravo, everyone. And it was a really short season. <laughs> we had some ups. We had some downs. Mm-hmm. It started off really low. Low. For you and got really high. And for you, it started in the middle and... Stayed in the middle. Stay in the high mids the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't mind that. <laughs> it's my favorite show. I'm not gonna give it. I'm not gonna give it one out of six. That's fair. <laughs> I didn't either. Did I? No. I, I just gave it garbage. <laughs> I said it was garbage, but there's worse things than garbage, like like medical waste. What did you think of season one, Brienne? I think it's not my favorite, but it's kind of laying the groundwork for the future. There's. A lot of points in that season where I was really stressed out. I feel like with like not as much payoff because at that point you don't really care about the characters as much. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ah, oh, why is this happening? And you're getting to know everyone. And um, yeah, I think Diversity Day was really stressful. Yeah, Diversity Day. The hot girl one stresses me out kind of, but yeah, that's a little stressful too. Why? It's just uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just really uncomfortable for a lot of. A lot of reasons. Like, Michael's being really creepy. Everybody's being creepy. I honestly don't understand how... What, her name's Katie in the episode, right? Yep. I don't understand how she's not, like, prone to getting kidnapped. Because <laughs> <laughs> she just, like, accepts a ride home with, the, with, like, the person who's been, like, aggressively hitting on her all day. And I don't know. In his windowless van? <laughs> yeah. His Sebring? Sebring. <laughs> windowless it's actually Sebring. All, oh, yeah, all it's windows. windows. <laughs> yeah. That's true. All windows or no windows are kind of the same thing <laughs> when you get right down to it. I feel like that whole episode just, like, takes place in a different reality. Because, like, I don't understand who's coming in and selling purses in a office anyway. Maybe it's yeah. just a front. Maybe the purses are full of drugs. I was at my office the other day, and, and a guy came in and tried to sell makeup. And I was like... People still do that? People ever did that? Yeah. Was he like with Mary Kay? Was he the Avion man? He was like... Avon? Avon. (laughs) Avion. I don't know. (laughs) Um, He was with some sort of company. He's like, guess how much this normally costs? $200. Guess how much you could have it for today? And I was like, I don't know. $20. I was like... Whoa. Would you take $200? (laughs) You can't afford (laughs) not to buy it. Well, I didn't, so... $180 savings. I wonder if there's any men that work for Mary Kay. I know, I was surprised, but, I mean, he was... 
He was really enthusiastic. Their men's line is called Manly K. Manly K. Yeah. <laughs> or Marty K. Well, like, if you've ever been subject to, like, the Mary Kay sales pitch, it's all, like, about how it started up by empowering women to be able to, like, make their own enterprise. It's very, like, 1950s, like, housewives branching out into their own, I'm going to make some money. So it's, like, it would be weird for a guy to be doing it, too. Maybe a man could take it to the next level. Yeah, like that's Enron. the message that, like, <laughs> like Enron. <laughs> yeah, like Enron. Uh, like Dunder Mifflin. Right, like the Michael Scott Paper Company. <laughs> well, what was your favorite episode of the season? I think it's it's between the basketball one and Alliance, actually. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I feel like there's not a lot of surprise for me since I gave one the lowest rating that I've given so far, which was garbage for Pilot. So that was my least favorite. And then I gave the highest rating that can be given Pretzel Day to Hot Girl. But what was your favorite? Because you give the same rating a lot, Addie. <laughs> uh, I liked it. For me, it was between basketball and healthcare. Okay. But there was so many good moments in each one. I wish I could combine all the good moments into one episode. Hmm. I think that's why it's getting a little mixed up on it. It's because it feels... Like, like one long yeah, episode. Like, because it's yeah. such a short season that it doesn't even feel like a season. Yeah. Like you can watch the whole season in an afternoon. They're really like office type activities yeah. for a lot of it. They don't leave the office. Yeah. This whole season, right? Yeah. And like you said, Brian, they're they're just laying the groundwork. Yeah. So. They don't even go to the parking lot, do they? Yeah, they're in the parking lot. So oh, yeah, you have to when... see Roy's car. Yeah, and when Jim is pretending to smoke. I mean, oh, Dwight is pretending to smoke. That's right. That was a good one. And Yeah, so you're right. At the end of Hot Girl, but it's dark. I guess they're in the parking lot. And they're cleaning out Michael Sebring. And they find the... Oh, right, yeah, I'm that just going to scratch the, park. the part where he's <laughs> with the parking lot. Apparently, they went there a lot. That is one part I like during Hot Girl is at the very end when they're walking away and Katie's like, Good night. It was nice to meet some of you. Yeah, that was really <laughs> funny. <laughs> one thing that we didn't bring up that I noticed is, so Meredith has several Dundies, right? Dwight said that about her? Oh, yeah. They just brought up the Dundies? They brought up the Dundies before the Dundies episode? Like, like not even in the same season. Oh, I didn't catch that. Oh. Did she say that? You said that in the last episode. Did <laughs> No, I? she did. Er, Meredith? Meredith? When they're talking about, their, they're like digging up some dirt on Meredith well, for her birthday. Yeah. Working she has a it. couple Dundies. Is yeah. that what she, they yeah. said? Yeah. But if that's true, it seems like that's one of those things. Like, you just watch the show so much that you go back yeah. and watch season one and they're talking about the Dundies. And you're like, yeah, of course. Everyone knows about the Dundies. And, like, when they bring up these character traits going back, you're like, oh, of course Meredith had a hysterectomy. Of course. Like, you just know that stuff. Because when you watch The Office a lot, you just know the characters. Mm-hmm. No one has to. You don't have to, like, learn. You can learn new things about them, I guess. But not once you've seen the whole series a couple mm-hmm. times. You're like, no, I just know things. I know Kevin was in Scrantonicity, a police cover band, and now he's in Scrantonicity, too. I know that. <laughs> well, one of those things that I thought stuck out to me was that uh, Angela's the safety officer. Mm-hmm. Is she ever <laughs> that in future episodes? That seems like such a Dwight job. And it seemed like she doesn't care about her co-workers' safety. <laughs> I don't think they ever bring up her doing that again. Yeah, and what in what context was that brought up? Was it wasn't it between Dwight and I think it, Angela? Yeah, it was. It was on the basketball one where they oh, yeah. she uh Dwight's looking for the first aid kit 
Angela's it, looking for it. Oh, wait, yeah. Dwight had taken it. That's yeah. right. Angela's looking for it, and she's like, I'm the safety officer, not she, you. Yeah. And then she brings the ice pack later, and Dwight takes over, bursting it in his hands. Yeah. His big hands. <laughs> I'm so excited for season two. Me too. I'm Live in the moment, guys. We're in season okay. one. I know. I guess. <laughs> We're in limbo. It's season break. We're, you know, it was a mid-season replacement. So now we're excited <laughs> for the next next great adventure. Well, I'm just going to bring up things about this season. That, Good. Because um, we already brought up our stuff, so. Yeah. Enjoy my fresh insight. I think Jim and Pam kind of stressed me out in this one, too. Because, like, Jim is pretty aggressive, I guess. And I don't know, there's like the the part where he's saying like, you'll come to the mall with me, not with your fiance going on your jet skis or whatever. Like He invites her and then he presumes that she'll go. Yeah. Well, I've been like the way he does it. He's like, I'll see you at the mall. Like, Mm, I think I'll see you. (laughs) But it's like, it's like they are flirting. There's no like. Yeah, definitely. There's no debate over it. They're flirting. Like, that's Mm -hmm. not how I interact with my like male friends. Ever. <laughs> well, he's alluding to the fact that if he is able to beat Roy in basketball, then Roy will have to work and he will win the princess. Yeah, that's how it goes, right? Winners take the women. I think there was a Mario game like that. The winner <laughs> of the duel. Yeah. I will the respect results. the yeah. results of this game. <laughs> the results of the duel. Yeah. So uh, what did you think about the off five season one? Um, I think it's off to a good start. I don't know. I find it entertaining. It's cool because you guys started it without knowing each other. So get to like go on this journey with you as you become friends over the office. <laughs> it's like yeah. I'm making a new friend by listening. Oh, that's so <laughs> touching. <laughs> and yeah, it's fun to hear the, the insight you guys have on the episodes. I feel like it's been fun just learning about the episodes and just kind of figuring out what we think of them through mm-hmm. talking, not so mm-hmm. much through research. Yeah. But like it's just actually cathartic. figuring out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your least favorite episode of this season, Addie? Mm, probably Diversity Day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because of its awkwardness? Yeah, it was just over the top uncomfortable. Because, of course, I do like the, you know, little bit of uncomfortable banter or whatever but it was just over the top yeah especially for the second episode yeah of the whole show it was bold yeah it was bold what about you brianne what's your least favorite like i said i think the hot girl one but like oh, yeah. the whole your least favorite think, is hot girl i think so wow. like i and i put a lot of thought <laughs> into it like why because i saw you watching it so many times for this podcast and i was just like i don't know what it is about this episode but i just like don't like it as much you like it less than diversity day you get less than yeah. the pilot yeah, well the pilot's like it's the pilot so i think i give it a little bit of a pass oh interesting are notion. We... <laughs> <laughs> well pilots are always just kind of weird you know yeah they're always like come up into my cockpit <laughs> so, well i don't know like with the whole first season, I feel like there's not a whole lot of love in the office. Like, later on, it feels like there's sort of friendships, or at least they, like, even if they don't like each other, they, like, deal with each other. But they, they're they just kind of mean. 
Or like when Kevin walks up and he's like, she's prettier than you. <laughs> like That's a very <laughs> rude thing to say, Kevin. And then yeah. he doesn't say anything. Or like when he's rude. showing, and all my examples are going to be from that episode. But like when he's, when Michael's giving Katie the tour mm-hmm. and he takes her to Oscar. <laughs> he does interrupt Oscar's phone call, but he's like, I'm on the phone. I think later in the in the series, Oscar would have been like, "Hi, sorry, I'm on the phone," because oh. Oscar's like a nice guy. So the characters, yeah, but you're right; they don't really seem like there's any friendships in the office, except for Jim and Pam. Yeah, and there's just like if I worked with them, I think I'd be annoyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be weird if Dwight had a friend in the office? Oh, yeah. yeah, or in yeah. The, in the, I mean, he has friends. He's got Rolf. Rolf, yeah. <laughs> He's got. Wait, what is, is his name? Rolf, the guy who's just like him, uh, who plays volleyball. Um, in that episode where they're like out on the barbecue. Yeah, that's Rolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he does have a friend. Yeah, he's yeah. got Nate. You know, people like that. They could talk about the origins of his last name. <laughs> that's all they talk about. <laughs> and Moe's. Oh yeah, who Mose. will always be his best friend? I thought that was unless like unless things his... work out with him and Ryan, and in which case he's not going to hang out with Moe so much. I thought Moe was like his cousin. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah there's no <laughs> friendship, but is there friendship later? It's just more like civil, or or maybe it's just because we know more about their characters that their interactions seem more more genuine later on. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's also not that like chemistry between Michael and Ryan. That comes later. Like, Michael's kind of a jerk to him as he's the temp. But, like, later on, Michael, like, worships Ryan. Yeah, yeah. And that's thinks, true. Thinks he's, like, the coolest person in the world. Even as soon as next season, he's going to start doing that. That's true. There is a little bit of just differences between everybody. The only person that he seems to revere is um, Todd Packer. Oh, Because he's like, you embarrassed me in front of Todd Packer. Who we've <laughs> not seen. No, we haven't. We just heard his voice. Oh, I guess I didn't think about that. I just recognized the name, and I'm like, ugh. And it's well, it's weird, is because it is his voice, David Koechner, mm-hmm. and you've seen him before. So when they call up, I think that's one challenge with the podcast. It's hard to realize when the first time you're seeing things. Yeah, is. it it totally is because you have context. Yeah, it, and I didn't watch originally when I watched The Office. I didn't watch it in order. Mm-hmm. So this is like the first time that I've ever watched it. Like, from the beginning to the end. Mm. I always jump around. I've definitely watched it in order before, but it's just, like, I know everything yeah. that's coming. So I don't, like, I would have never noticed that Dundee's thing. Yeah. Because I know what that is, and I know I know what a lot of these relationships are. And so when you learn something, it's not like, oh, that's interesting about them. It's like, but, it, but have... it's weird to imagine, having only seen one season, how little we would know about all these people. I do have one question with this season. Does the the downsizing ever? Co- I don't remember that being a part of anything. At re- oh, the yeah. downsizing is that does that come to a head in this season at all, or like next season? That's a arc that goes for two and a half seasons. Like, is that are we not allowed to jump ahead? Is that when like Karen and all of them come into the picture? Yeah, when Stamford gets downsized. Oh, okay. In halfway through season three, because they talk about it in every episode of this season and it's just not that interesting (laughs) it comes up really quickly in the british office Mm. because this first season is basically the same type of length as the first series of the british office Mm -hmm. in england they call season a series 
So the first season there, basically. But but then in the second one, the downsizing is already happening or already happened. Yeah. And remember that episode where Michael has to fire somebody and ends up firing Devin. Devin, yeah. Nameless. Devin is terrible. And Creed like convinces him to like let him stay. So I don't know. I feel like it's just like this overarching like doom. It kind of creates like a little bit of competition, a little bit of stress in the office and stuff. And maybe that's the reason they kept it in there. I'm not sure. So they brought it up a lot. The first episode is when he finds that out. Basketball is like working on Saturdays to maybe Mm -hmm. prevent downsizing. The alliance is obviously about downsizing. The birthday party is to distract from downsizing. I don't remember what the downsizing plot might have been in Diversity Day, but they bring it up a lot. You're right. And I think you guys pointed this out, but I don't get why coming in on a Saturday was helpful for anything. Like, you just have to pay them overtime. Yeah. Sending you more into debt. Yeah, later on, Charles Minor puts a cap on overtime for the same, yeah, for budget Minor? I hardly know her. (laughs) (laughs) That was a man. Charles (laughs) Minor. So did did Ricky Gervais... Like watch over the the production of the season. I, I don't think so. He, I think he he wrote the first script, obviously the original. I didn't get the impression that he had anything directly to do with it. Okay, I was, get that money. Yeah, <laughs> I was just curious. Yeah, it's like interesting. See, I like as the seasons go on, you see like Steve Carell and the actors take their own artistic liberties with it, and the writers like B.J. Novak and Mindy Kaling. Stuff, but so this first one is cool because you can see everything stemming from its Ricky Gervais birth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Steve Carell famously didn't really watch the British one. Oh, really? Because he like watched it like a few minutes of it, and I was like, "Oh, this is brilliant! I'm just not going to watch it because I don't want to get influenced." And I was listening to the commentary, and they were saying, "Yeah," and I think he still hasn't watched it. And I'm like, "Wow, I can't believe he still hasn't watched it." I'm like, "Wait, when did this DVD come out? Like 2006?" <laughs> <laughs> like they were like, "Can you believe he still hasn't seen it?" Now we're filming season two. Yeah, but what if he still hasn't seen it in 2018? It's like, yeah, I like movies. <laughs> I'm sick of The Office. <laughs> yeah, for real. I like shows that don't take place in offices, if possible. That kind of happened. Just shoot me, no. We did a podcast about Jurassic Park at one point, and I think we've never wanted to look at Jurassic Park again. <laughs> I'm really hoping that doesn't happen with The Office. I don't uh, think it will. I think it's just been feeding my addiction because I'm constantly referencing The Office. Yeah. I mean, not that I wasn't before, but but one time I had The Office theme song as my alarm. Big mistake. Because <laughs> it's like Pavlov's dogs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> When uh, they would salivate every time they heard the office theme song. Exactly. I exactly. <laughs> I spend a lot of time on Reddit, and one of the subreddits I subscribe to is our Dunder Mifflin. Dunder Mifflin. As like people will just like post different memes from the office and stuff, and some of them are really funny. Yeah, it's like a lot of obscure references. <laughs> nice. I should be on Reddit. Maybe when I listen back to the episodes, I hear like other other references we could have made. You have to like wonder when's when is it too much because the whole episode can't just be quoting the office. Yeah, I think it's a I good know. balance right now, but that's that's yeah. one of the problems with that subreddit is it's a lot of just pictures with quotes over it. You're like I can just watch TV, so I agree with you. <laughs> Extremely derivative. I'm wasting my life. I could be watching TV right now. But some things like I remember one time someone had posted like the blueprint schematics for the office itself. 
mm-hmm. of like they'd gone through and figured out the layout and like posted it on there and that was kind of interesting to look at yeah that would be kind of cool yeah stuff like that because like, you see like the little hallway that connects to the annex yeah and it like it's cool to see what people come up with when they're just like really invested in the office universe i know someone basically did that in order to make the lego office oh you see that Someone made a, like a Lego set of the oh office my gosh, that's with all so the characters. Cool. Oh, cool! Yeah, that's cool. Well, I don't know if "cool" is the right word, but chill. <laughs> Are there toys? <laughs> Are there toys you can buy? Dwight Schrute bobblehead. Bobblehead. Oh yeah. yeah. Can you get a princess unicorn? Oh, can, can pierce the sky. sky. Uh, no, actually, they're all sold out. <laughs> <laughs> can I get a black one? <laughs> It's even better than the one I wanted. <laughs> Brienne, if you were anybody, a character on The Office, who do you think you would be? Who are you most like? Oh, Who am I most like or who do I want to be like? Both. Or who do you want to be with? Oh. I don't like that question. <laughs> we got to run down that Office hotties talk- list. The hotties list. <laughs> I love how our hotties list is just like who you'd like to actually spend time with. That whole discussion just made me realize that I, that I was like, oh, I'm more okay with Roy than I initially thought. That's we, just your evolutionary <laughs> biology speaking, because he's a jerk. Him and I have the same car. Yeah, which, that's meant to be. Yeah. I wonder what his um, astrological sign, sign. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you guys would be compatible. I don't know. I don't even know what's compatible with what. I'm a Scorpio. You're not compatible with anything. I'm just oh. kidding. <laughs> You'll die sad and alone. Okay. No. Your I... best bet is to find another Scorpio and have it kill you. <laughs> I think, honestly, in, in terms of like real life people, or if, if this was real life, I would so want to hang out with Dwight. Like, I don't know. We were kind of just talking about that a little while ago. But I kind of like talking to people that are really weird about the way they live their lives and are like rigid in a certain way because i'm not so i like when people are like talking to me about why it's important to live like to be careful about the rules or the details of beet farming yeah and stuff you know like i wouldn't want to spend too much time with that person but i would love being friends with dwight if he was in my office i would i would love it because it'd be endless entertainment and i don't think i would play jokes on him like jim i think we would just like have weird conversations uh like i get intimidated by cool people a lot so i think honestly jim might intimidate me and i would just be like hey and then like go into my little cubicle area yeah let's reflect on jim and michael this whole season okay in like a kind of season version of you never expect you're the murderer like their relationship no do you think that they're good people or bad people and like doesn't have to be a black or white answer but I don't like Jim as much in this one. Like, the flirting with Pam stuff, it just seems kind of weird. It's not, like, as endearing as it is later. I don't know. Although they aren't friends, but, I don't know, something about it just, like, rubs me the wrong way. Hmm. Is it because she's engaged? Or, yeah, she's engaged? Or? Yeah. And it's, like, not, obviously, her and Roy aren't meant to be together. But I feel like Jim doesn't, like, hold back at all, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, if I was Roy, I would want to fight him, too. So <laughs> Trying to cop a feel helper? Yeah. Like, like I just I have an easier time, like, seeing from the other perspectives. Whereas later on, I'm like, oh, they're meant to be. It's the best love story ever told. 
It um, really is the but, greatest love story of our generation. I don't necessarily <laughs> think he's a bad person, though. He's just making. I find feel- it harder to like see that when Karen comes along because I really like Karen, so it's hard for me to be like, I don't know, Jim. Like Karen's pretty cool, <laughs> but they just don't have the same chemistry. Like, you yeah, can that's feel true. It. You're like, eh, she's she's pretty and she's cool and stuff, but they're just like not clicking. Yeah, they, they spend their whole relationship having long conversations at night about yeah, their relationship. That's true. Jim is cool. He's attractive. But he's kind of like a pranking bully jock. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You kind of pointed it out in the healthcare one. That, that like if he, he would have just done his job, it could have been avoided. Yeah, he like screwed everything up for everyone just yeah. by being like funny. Yeah. That was a low point. <laughs> and the reason I think why it stands out so much is he's not being as bad as some of the other characters. But the show knows that Michael is bad. And Dwight. Mm-hmm. But the show, it's like the show doesn't know that Jim messed mm-hmm. that all up. The show is shows no awareness that that happened. Hmm. But they put all the scenes in, which is really weird. Yeah. It's like they want you to notice that, but they're not going to give you any sort of moments to like help you notice it. Otherwise, yeah. I don't know why they would make him have done that. Or maybe it was just a complete accident. They wrote all the scenes, and when you put them all together, he happens to have ruined the company's health care. Well, I don't even think he realized what he did. I don't think so either. Yeah. But, you know, like with Michael, Michael's bad, but the show knows it. So it's not like the show isn't saying what he's saying is okay, or what he's doing is a good way to be a manager. But the show is saying that Jim's okay. Well, one thing I really like about The Office in general is that like the characters aren't they're not as defined as in other shows and i don't just mean in terms of like good and bad they do things that are kind of out of character a lot like sometimes they'll act weird and i think that's really interesting to do in a show because people do that there's some Mm -hmm. days you've had like more coffee than usual and you're just like weird Mm -hmm. yeah and yeah so it's like we're realistic in a way like i think of uh when pam was like i hope dwight doesn't make me come in over the weekend Maybe I should sleep with him. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was weird. Yeah, that, that was, was weird. really out of character. So, but, the, but that makes, yeah, that makes sense. Speaking of that, way in the future, a low point is the episode where they all try every every type of uh, espresso pod. Do, is there an episode? I don't remember that. that. Is that later on in like, <laughs> yeah. season nine? I remember, it's way doing, later. I remember doing that at a job I worked at. Yeah. I, I thought of that earlier this season where it was like, I can't believe at some point that will be a plot. <laughs> oh. Compared to like the how yeah. subdued everything is right now. Yeah, so you're right. We should just like enjoy where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. Season one. Love it while it's here. If anyone uh is listening, you check out the Finer Things Club, our Facebook group for people that listen to the podcast, and let me know if you like Hot Girl. <laughs> He's like, am I the only person that liked that episode? Because I've always like considered that to be the pinnacle of season one. I start on Hot Girl and then I watch straight on through, usually to the end of the season, the whole series. But you're but the only guy here too. Maybe but, it, but I don't it. like it because she's hot. I just like I think that the humor in that episode is really on point and like it is super uncomfortable, which which I like. I don't know. It's like the first one to me where the characters feel like they're right where they're supposed to be. I mean, there are some really golden moments in that, like cleaning out the car. Cleaning yeah. out the car is such a great scene. I think 
that might be your favorite scene of the whole series. No, no, of the season. What's your favorite? Scene oh, of, of the this, season of the season. Oh, my favorite scene. Jeez, that's hard. Do any jump out to you, Brian? <laughs> well, I love Dwight's getup for. The basketball I was game. actually just thinking basketball, I think, like when he's stretching and like they all show up in their outfits. And he's got like the goggles on. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I think maybe that is my favorite scene is the basketball scene. When Michael's shooting the little low the low basket, <laughs> sinking a or few. Like, or like, what's wrong with me today? <laughs> oh, a scene that kind of weirds me out is like in the 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 hot girl when he when jim gets dwight to go like talk to her about buying a purse and then he, jim is standing next to pam hangs up the phone that pam's talking on and then they like narrate the interaction yeah between, she's like oh what purse is this for oh Did try it on that one i don't get why that's funny or like why they're doing it or <laughs> I, why it just is weird to me uh, yeah that's that's a good point i would actually it would be better if Jim were just telling Pam something and like pointing it out mm-hmm. instead of narrating, like thing. explaining what had just happened. Yeah, like Dwight is going to go in there, and if you look right now, he's actually going to buy a purse just in order to flirt with her. Maybe that's they're doing it on purpose. Like Jim is more, he's more calm later on, and uh, he is like more just like level headed. So his hyperactive pranks, maybe he's just like maturing so they have to show him like juvenile jim hmm because isn't he like 25 or something in that season supposedly uh yeah so this might just be like before he refined his practice and his hair yeah his hair definitely gets better and his messenger bag yeah oh i love jim though i don't think he's the murderer in this season no other than healthcare, he's probably gonna murder a couple of his co-workers indirectly yeah Oh, and Michael is definitely the murderer. Yes, he's he, he's the villain. Yeah, yeah, it's like everything. Like I was saying, everybody's a little meaner in this season, but like his comes from a place of like evil in a lot of things, and even like with the hot girl one. Later on, when you see him hitting on women, even if he does want to like bone them, he's still like got this cute sincerity about it. Like he wants companionship kind of thing and with with that one it's just creepy it's from a total place of shallow (laughs) selfishness yeah what do you think michael yeah michael is there's no redeeming qualities really for him in all of season one he like throws dwight under the bus and the healthcare one and not listening to jan (laughs) we're judging michael as like a moral being which is what we do in this section but He's a great character. Oh, yeah. He's a great... I mean, he's like the driving character of most of the episodes, I feel like. They're, even though like, Jim does pranks, but I would say most of them aren't that funny. Like, some of them are just, like, endearing. Michael's the one that is funny. Him and Dwight, like, their interactions with the world are what's funny. And it comes from them not being the best people. And that's great. yeah that's 100 percent fine i mean everything's kind of revolving around michael Mm -hmm. and dwight like if you compare it to parks and rec where the characters are so good after a while that it's like and they don't have like what brianne was talking about like the out of character 
moments in the in Parks and Rec. It's all just like very like happy and like not as dark. I mm-hmm. feel like, and that's why I don't like Parks and Rec as much. <laughs> I never yeah. got past the first season of that show. Yeah, yeah, I feel like you're either Parks and Rec or The Office. I I don't know very many people that like both. I watched both, but I I stopped the last season. It was just I just thought it had been going downhill for so long. Do you have anything else you want to say about this season? Bye. Just kidding. He's <laughs> out. We're just getting to know all of our characters. Yeah. Meredith and I think Oscar, Phyllis, and Angela have all gotten some some good time in, in addition to like the core characters. Creed and Kevin. We haven't seen much of. No. Uh, Kelly, obviously, because she's barely there. She's only in like two episodes. I think she's only been in diversity there oh and she won a dundee from me for the best slap yeah well <laughs> i think well, obviously this recap wasn't that necessary just wanted to get a different perspective in here with Brian. so thanks for being on uh thanks for having me check out a goofy movie minute you can hear more of me there and way too much detail about a goofy movie it's fun come on over the water's great <laughs> And in the future, a re- season recap will have so much information in it because we'll have to go through an entire season of best ofs and stuff like that. And this one was pretty limited, but it's the first season. And there'll never be another first season of The Office Mm-mm. or another second season. Savor the moment. Yeah. We did it. A- any last words? Oh, <laughs> Well, we could say something to our future selves. Okay. We'll say something for, <laughs> for when we're like finishing up. Season uh, season five. Yeah. <laughs> or like season six even. Yeah. And we're we're getting ready to do seven and eight. And, Just... and, and we'll, we need a little encouragement. What are you going to say to Addie? Keep going, girl. You're so close. You've done the whole thing. You can't quit now. Yeah. Every, every week for the past seven years, you've been recording this podcast. <laughs> what did you think a walkathon was? <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> Hardest thing I have ever done. Just <laughs> ate a lot of fettuccine along the way. <laughs> more, yeah. What are you gonna say to Nathan in the future? Oh man, <laughs> you're so old. <laughs> Why don't you just give up? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um. No. No. Just keep going. Also, do what she said. <laughs> yeah. To her. Keep doing it. What are you going to say to yourself, Brienne? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. Michael Scott. And Michael Scott. <laughs> okay, good. Well, yeah, check out our Facebook group. Send us an email at theoff5podcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram. Yep. Where I put behind-the-scenes footage, BTS to the BTS. Pictures of our socks and other things, too. And thanks for listening. Goodbye. See ya. Also, goodbye. And make some mouth noises. Ew. <laughs> ah!
I hate that. <laughs> she started it. <laughs> How dare you, Ziggy.